Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep, let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat Mama. <laughs> okay, Ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10-222 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. Hello out there. This is Cammie White and you're listening to Rushdown Radio. Hey, I welcome to a brand new episode of Rushdown Radio. I'm Michael. And I'm Anthony. Today we're going to be talking about the mid-year review. Hey. Woo. We're talking- halfway through the year and it has been a shit store. I was just gonna say mediocre. I mean, you've enjoyed this year as far as like controversy and all that good <laughs> stuff. So don't act like you didn't enjoy this year. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was talking strictly games, but if we're talking like the industry, well, yeah, oh, we, I've been living. Like we were talking I, the industry. I've been living <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> this whole year has given me life. All right, so where you want to go with this episode reviewing this year what happened and all right, all right. So what we're gonna do here, right? Mm. We're gonna talk about the top stories that have happened thus far. Okay. And then we're gonna talk about our favorite games. Uh huh. And we'll even talk about a few games, just a few that have come out so far that may or may not have sparked some some discussions. Didn't spark joy. Some discussions. (laughs) Discussions. Okay. Okay. All right, where you want to go first with this? I'm right. letting you lead this as you enjoy all the controversy. That's, I, like, that's like your favorite I, part I, of I the do, show. Because it's so good. All right, we're going to get the most serious one out the way because this, this, um, this is actually something I'm glad has been highlighted this year and talked about the most. And that is, uh, development crunch. Ah, yes. Now, who knows how long development crunch has been a thing? I'm willing to believe that this has been happening even during like, the ps2 era because yeah. let's face it that's the generation where gaming really started to take off i think it's an era where a game became more of an industry and not just like you know a passion project yeah or something. it's more than just it became more of a business especially when ea started like ramp up their um production and stuff too right like this is a time where we saw games become huge sprawling projects um, I'm not going to say that gaming started to take less risks because I don't think that's very true. I think they took more risk than ever with the technology at their hands. Yeah. It's just come the generation after that with the combination of the economy, how long that generation was. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, the PS3, Xbox 360 and Nintendo era. <laughs> I love how you said Nintendo era. Because Nintendo don't do this the same way. <laughs> Nintendo will will put out two consoles in the same generation. I don't know how to measure them. Yeah. So they're just here. And Nintendo. (laughs) That was long. It was. It was not quick at all. Now, some games were great that came in all of that. I'll admit. But, man, we were there for a minute. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that's around the time all this stuff started to happen. All the DLC practices. Oh, yeah. Remember when we thought just like silly little microtransactions like horse armor (laughs) was like the big deal? Like, y'all really trying to give us this for $5? Man, those were different times. We were mad about pre-orders. We were mad about season passes. We were mad about day one DLC. We were mad about... 
um, bad endings. We were mad about a lot of stuff. Yeah. We're not going to be mad about that type of stuff, though, regardless. And underneath all that anger, the one thing that we should have been the most mad about is the health the, and just the general mistreatment of human life at these companies. At I think, these companies. I think we didn't really look at them as people, honestly. No, because when you play a game, right? A lot of us don't think about the names behind it. When we see the credits roll, when we finish our games, we're really looking at those names. Really not. We're just kind of like, all right, the credits, that means I beat the game. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's just, and you know, how often do you try to skip through the credits so you can get back to the title screen and then turn the game off for some reason? Yeah, I guess you skip through the credits if I can. Um, just get to like, you know, that post credit scene some games have. Yeah. Try to get to that. Like Final Fantasy VII had a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and let's face it's. I don't think it's the gamer's fault. I I don't think that at all. No, it's not. I think this is all the industry's fault for making it seem like human lives are disposable income for them to just use and churn out games. That they want to be good, but they won't give them conditions to make it so that they can make good games. And I'm glad we are discussing it now. Yeah. So who like the who was like the first story that kind of like broke the whole like? Thing? Oh, that would be Anthem. Yeah. That would be uh Jason Schreier's expose on Anthem and um Bioware. Yeah. With their Bioware magic BS. Oh, Bioware magic, like, you know, oh, the last couple of days or the last couple of months before it releases the games where the magic happens. Yeah. Um, that's bad. You know, those, those exams and those, those papers you put out where you put yourself through hell to finish it because you procrastinated those last 24 hours. Yeah. And now you got to put out a, a whole paper. Yeah, like 15 pages in like one night. Remember how crappy you felt having to do that? Oh, God. And then present it? Yep. Yeah. That's not good for you. Sure as hell not good for them. Nah. Because they're doing something much more complex than a mere paper. No, they're trying to put out a game. And then I think the worst part about this whole crunch thing was the fact that the CEOs and the top level executives and the senior level people get to go home at like 6 o'clock at night where everybody else is like there. Like all day. Sometimes like they spend night there. Yeah. To wake up in the morning and finish whatever they got going. And they all want to say things like, eh, we didn't put a gun in their head as if, you know, that they, they have like no pressures or anything like that. Yeah. Like company intimidation isn't a thing because it is a very real thing. I mean, everyone has at least experienced at least one time in their life. You work in any type of field where you're not the boss of anything. And they want to make it feel better with words like passion and dedication (sighs) and all this stuff. No, dude. Passion and dedication is if you were there with me when we were doing this whole crunch thing. Right? Where's your passion? Where's your dedication? Your dedication is going home to your family at night while we're sitting there stuck here trying to do like last minute bug testing and stuff. And you know the worst part about crunch? At any second, they could all be fired yeah like it happened at activision especially where they fired 800 fucking people especially if you're a contractor you have the least amount of like stability when it comes to working at these places so imagine that you your crunch you're, you're in these crunch periods you are putting in like 10 20 hour days yeah only to one day wake up and be like oops 
you don't have a job anymore. Sorry, buddy. Thanks, though. And it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Because you gotta, you gotta give it to the shareholders, the investors, the people who are putting their money into this. Oh, God. Shareholders. That's an ugly word. That's, that's an ugly. I, and I want, I want to have an episode where we really explore the shareholders and the investors and how they are the customers here. Yeah. Oh, God. They just ruin stuff because like it becomes more about the bottom line. It becomes more about how much money this game's going to sell. How quick can we get this game out? How much money can we make in the first couple of months? How can we exploit the gamers' pocketbooks as much as possible? Versus being about an actual game where we actually have passion behind it. Like imagine a group of people who have never played the game in their lives having more say about games than their like their user base. Yeah, like it's it's weird. Like they think like the oh well they want these things right they want all these like they want these games and all these loot boxes and stuff like in their games of course they do why wouldn't they want it? But all that's fine because uh, that segues right into the next thing that's happening. It does regulation. We need a whole lot of that in a lot of areas, but we're gonna specifically talk about loot boxes. Oh whoa 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 hey <laughs> here you go those are. <laughs> surprise mechanics yikes and uh mystery boxes mystery boxes yes that that's one from um what's his name god who's that ceo from ea right now it's not patrick sold i keep wanting to say his name i forgot his name is this the one that um she got fired but didn't that's really vague <laughs> <I'm> so- <laughs> That's really vague. That is. That's terrible. Because let's face it, all of them should have been, all of them should be fired right now. I agree. Like, literally all of them. Like, like fucking, oh god, like the dude who runs Activision, I think his name was like Andrew Kotick or something. Uh, Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick. I remember him because of uh, Jim Quisition. He cut his name like infinitely that episode, so I remember him. Yeah, because he kept saying fire Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Alright, so. I remember his name. Like, they should all be fired. They should all be just, oh, God. Ah, that's why I can't remember his name because of uh, Jim Sterling. Because he was calling him Android Wilson, <laughs> which I think is fair. <laughs> Android Wilson. But, um, Andrew Wilson. Android Wilson. God, Jim is, he's good. Yes. Shout out to the Inquisition, always. Yes. He's a pretty good guy. I got to speak with him. Yeah, that's good. He's very nice cool. He seems cool. Good, pretty good. I wish he would do like a show, like a live show in like Chicago sometime. Oh, I'd love that. I, I would so go, man. But we'll be a fanboy in right, gym. right? Which really lets you know where we lie on the yeah. on, on, on the gaming <laughs> scale here. But anywho, yeah, Andrew Wilson, mystery box mechanics. God. They are trying every term they can to not say loot boxes unless it's like, we ain't using loot boxes here, boys. God, it's like the ultimate game of like semantics at this point. Like I've never seen somebody try to. And they're all bad at it. They are. They're so bad at it. She's, oh God, that interview. Yeah, that was tough. It's, it's like a kinder egg. Yeah. Except kinder eggs are like a dollar and don't ask you for 60 bucks up front to buy it. Exactly. Like, imagine getting a Kinder Egg and you're paying, like, 60 for the box. <laughs> That's... When we get there, then we can make that comparison. I agree. Or how Andrew Wilson said that it's like buying a pack of cards, except 
Here's the kicker. If I buy a pack of cards and I don't like my pulls, I can sell those cards. Yeah. If that- you get microtransactions, you're stuck with those. You're stuck with that trash. Now, some of them you can cash out with like Steam, this, and other unofficial ways that, mm-hmm. which only adds to the gambling factor. So you're gambling away with your winnings? To yeah. get more stuff that you may or may not want? Yeah. It's almost as if this is gambling. Or a really good pyramid scheme. Whoa. <laughs> but let's never forget that this is all surprise mechanics. Surprise. Surprise my ass. <laughs> this is trash mechanics. I hate this so much. And the fact they're trying to, like, find these loopholes. Because that's the thing about, like, law and um, legality. It's all about logistics. It's all about framing things properly is all about wording and semantics and if you've noticed a lot of the wordings that's been used in the game industry has changed over time like um uh, live services used to be games as a service uh microtransactions are now recurrent user spending what have you not heard that term i have not heard that yeah um we don't use transactions anymore We're, we're using recurring user spending or player engagement oh stop it we'll use one of those two terms this those are the we don't use microtransactions These buzzwords anymore. are so good those are done that that term is done it's done it's dead i'm dead over it. it i'm so over it i am so over so it. we're using surprise mechanics that's awful. and player engagement now surprise mechanics that's the loot box like call a thing a thing <laughs> I mean, you're not lying. Jesus Christ. But, uh, now that we have the more serious ones out the way, <laughs> cause those, those were some pretty big ones. Yeah. Um, let's talk E3. Yay. We didn't get a chance to do a whole episode like we usually do. We, we didn't because but... honestly, I was just going to talk about Nintendo. Of course we you were. Like you always do. I mean, it, whoa. Hey, <laughs> Sony wasn't there. So wasn't nothing to talk about there. Okay. Granted. Xbox is out there like Scarlet, 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 Scarlet frames, hundred twenty frames. Okay, they did all show, the actually, frames. They show other stuff too. Okay, you're right. They show games. I'm being, show, I'm being very disingenuous. They actually show games that gonna be on every other system, pretty much. They all right, like, what games do you remember from Xbox? Um, the Tales of Arise. You're right. Like that was probably my highlight of that whole like conference for me. Whoa, not. Oh, you mean the Microsoft one. Microsoft one, yeah. Cause, uh, Square Enix. Oh, Square Enix too. Finally. Me. Yeah, they, they, they stepped, came they and, d- after last year. Last year was garbage. Ooh. They came and were like, all right, we got one job. We got a win. And only te- one job. And technically they won if you're being technical because they got the most, like, rewards that day. Yeah, because all seven. they had to do, if all they did was come with, like, a five minute trailer, of Final Fantasy 7 and walked off stage. <laughs> That's it. That's all they had to do. But they actually did a really good job of showing like the, the intricacies of the battle system mm-hmm. too. They and even showed some other stuff. They showed that they remembered uh Final Fantasy 8. Yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah. That who nobody saw that coming. Nah, I didn't. I'm I'm happy because I'm gonna even though I told myself I'm not gonna buy this game, I already it, have it. Why? Why are you lying to yourself? I'm lying to myself. I literally have two statues of Renoa and Quistus sitting on top of one of my TVs. 
So you know how bad it's when it comes out. So there are some games you just you just know you're gonna buy. I just know I'm gonna buy it. Now if I'm gonna finish it, who knows? But you're gonna buy I'm it. I'm gonna buy it. And that's what matters. I want to support because it's one of my favorite Final Fantasy. Like I have no idea what else they they showed, but I know that oh they showed more stuff on like Crystal Chronicles or something. They showed Crystal Chronicles. They showed the Ugh. um another Anunnaki trailer. I think um they showed Scarlet Grace is getting localized finally. Which one? Scarlet Grace on um, that Saga Frontier game that came out in Japan on the Vita a couple years ago and never got localized. Didn't they also, was it them that showed off the Avengers game? Yes, because Crystal Dynamics is doing that. Oh, it's yeah. It's like trash. Can we talk about that Ooh, for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. That game was Ooh. rough. Yeah. Now they're going to show a new trailer, I think, at San Diego Comic Con. I hope so, cause that's, cause God, that trailer that's was like rough. somebody, that's like telling your parents, I want Avengers, and they tell you, <laughs> we got Avengers at home. <laughs> well, you really want the, uh, the Ultimate Alliance game, but they tell you, you get, that's the one you got at home. Damn, that's <laughs> the Marvel Alliance game at home? <laughs> Damn, Pretty much. Not that that's Thrift Shop Avengers. Oh, uh, Crystal Dynamics, what happened? Like, I don't even blame Square Enix because they had nothing to do with that game. Like, they hey, y'all know how to make a game. Y'all, y'all made a whole Laura Carl trilogy where two out of the three games were good. Yeah, I'm surprised at how it looks. I expected the game to look way better, but maybe because it's really early. It comes out, what, yeah, next year or so. I, I want to reserve judgment, but I also remember it saying though. that it's a live service. Oh, God. There's no pay to win, like, you know, scenarios though. That's what the lady said. I, if I had canned laughter, <laughs> I would give that to I'm you. I'm glad we don't have any type of like, um, a soundboard. A soundboard. I'm glad you never downloaded it. I, I will come with that though. You need to stop. We don't need a soundboard. It's going to turn into like something. We don't need a soundboard. Moving right along in E3. Um, the PC, who, oh, wait, no, that's not true. I was going to say that the PC, uh, show had nothing interesting, but that's a lie. Cause it had one thing. What? Shinmu 3. Oh god, it looks terrible. For epic! It looks so bad. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> Cause I'm, I need to finish this saga. Like, I started. Like PC folks are mad. Yeah. Cause it's coming to that epic store and they pay for that? <sighs> that whole epic store, Steam, like, beef that, is so stupid. I don't even care. Like, I mean, we're not PC gamers, so we're not affected. And I, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm laughing at all the PC I people. I am. I'm sorry, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's whoa, just another. Hey. I mean, outside the whole possible security risk, like, that's one of the things they say was an actual thing for, I think, the Epic Store. But outside of that, if that's actually true, I see that being an issue. But other than that, like, it's just another thing to click on your damn PC. Calm down. Whoa. It's not like you have to buy a whole other console or something. Damn. I see how you feel about this. I mean, cause it's stupid. It's so asinine. You're still thinking mad about having to download another client to download another game. That's if you can pay for your games. Cause a that, lot of people with PCs. That's an inferior product though. They don't even have a shopping cart. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they don't? But yeah, that's, that was that. Um, Bethesda came up. But that and, thing was trash. And, and <laughs> I love that how, so first of all, first of all, I love the people they paid to cheer for them. Oh, that was great. They were, that they were so amazing. Good. That's one. Oh, we didn't talk about, um, what's his Keanu name? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. We didn't talk about, that just came to mind for some reason. Yeah, it just came out. Cause that's, I was thinking about the, um, I think the Jim Quisition there, the episode we were talking about. 
I, I don't know what I was thinking of, but Keanu Reeves came to mind. He was amazing. Yeah, he was great. And he's probably the nail in the coffin to me by um, Cyberpunk 2077. If it wasn't th- the first person, I would probably get it. Because but. I, 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 I wanted it really bad, but then that happened. And I'm like, now I need it really bad. It looks really good. It looks incredible. Like, it, it, it is. Really gorgeous. I will, I will let you know how it is when I buy it day one. It's a day one buy? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I had no reason to doubt CD Projekt Red. True. I mean, they are part of the whole crunch thing, though, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's having a similar um, development cycle like um, Anthem. Oh, no. <laughs> That was a whole oh, story. Oh no, I didn't know. I forgot. I'm oh dear. You let E3, you let Keanu Reeves and E3 like. Damn it. They, <laughs> they beat me. <laughs> they used Keanu Reeves against me and it worked. It did. I mean, who would have ever thought Keanu Reeves would be here? I didn't think so. I, I, I'm surprised still to, to right now. He was a really good part of the E3 though. Cause usually, yeah. like having a celebrity be a part of a game is like, cheesy sometimes but i feel like keanu reeves just works so actually keanu reeves can be inserted by any game to be honest. yeah i think so like i can't think of a game where he killed like i could see him in like castlevania for some reason i don't know why as dracula maybe no not dracula maybe like a protagonist maybe, yeah as a belmont yeah i can see oh he's so be a belmont all right, yeah, all right, we're, get, we're getting off. We're getting off track. We are getting off track because we still have to mock Bethesda a little bit <sighs> and how they got people hyped for human NPCs. Oh my god, they had they, didn't they have like a trailer for one of those like mobile games coming out too. Something about a IP that people really liked, and they were mad because it looks like trash now. I think it was an Elder Scrolls game. Oh, that game too. Yeah, that that. <laughs> It's coming to Switch. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to play like the apology video for Fallout 76? <laughs> We're all Bethesda. <laughs> We're all Bethesda. <laughs> I ain't making Bethesda money, though. <laughs> We're all Bethesda. Like, I don't know how we're all Bethesda and I'm not cut- getting a check. <laughs> Where's my Bethesda check? We're if I'm Bethesda. <laughs> we're all Bethesda. <laughs> I'm not Bethesda. And I'll screw up that hard now. <laughs> the like I don't, I don't, I don't oof that hard. But I will say that they did two games very right. What? Doom Eternal. Yeah. And I believe that game is called Ghostwire. Oh, that weird game with that um lady that um. It's spooky. It's spooky. She was good. She Love was funny. Her. She was one of the highlights too from D three. Love her. She's amazing. Um, oh, what about um Devolver Digital being just this weird? Ah, yes, the goats. Like, they all have good conferences. I I always love how they just mock other conferences, and now this this mockery was of people moving towards more video format stuff as opposed to going to conferences, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, and they had a whole store where they bootleg their own games, and it's real, by the way. <laughs> I went to that website. It is very real. They go the extra mile every year. And I'm also going to get that game, Carrion. That game looks great. I need to get my friend Pedro still. I I do as well. That game looks so much fun. I just don't have the... I don't, see, I don't, I don't know how much it is in uh, PSN. I think it's 20 bucks. I, well, I don't think it's on PSN. I think it's on Switch and PC. Only. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a Switch exclusive. But, uh, yeah, they were great as always. 
Oh, oh, EA. They showed like a boring part of that Star Wars game, which I really want to believe was just the boring part. I mean, I'm interested in the Star Wars game because but is it because they showed you a really good piece of gameplay, or is it because it's Star Wars? Oh, you ain't right. You ain't right. You disrespectful. You loud. <laughs> but am I loud and wrong? We don't know. <laughs> and um, also, <laughs> Anthem was there for no reason, but nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. Ubisoft, I, I don't go ahead. I forgot about Ubisoft, but they didn't show anything worthwhile because, like I said, every I year mean, they showed like what was that? Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, they showed that um that Bullet Breath of the Wild game. That I'm a smiley interested in. Just a tap it. They're fine. But if they don't show me a new Prince of Persia, I usually just say that Ubisoft loses every year. Damn. Until they give me a new Prince of Persia game. We're about to go to our next generation and I have a, a new Prince of Persia game. I already told you what happened in that game. I told oh, you what happened. Right. I told you. So we're like your we're like your best from E3 this year. That's hard. Oh god. Oh jeez. <laughs> um <laughs> Of course, I'm gonna have to shout out Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Doom Eternal. Okay. Um, Ghostwire, cause spooky. Spooky. <laughs> like I, I'm very interested in that. Um, I mean, Nintendo didn't drop nothing we didn't see coming. I don't think. Like they showed Pokemon stuff, and I don't remember if they had anything else that was like, man, you need this game right now, right now. Yeah, lots of things like you need um, Animal Crossing. They gave us a date. I, I, that's more for my wife. Yeah, I know she's finally like. Even it. though she really wants me to play it badly, really badly, she wants to get involved in this whole Animal Crossing lifestyle, which is fine because I'm going to choose a game where she must play it with me as well. Well, choose something she actually can play. Like, don't choose anything. That oh no, no, I'm not gonna give her like Borderlands or something. Right, give her something that's accessible to her at least. I, I will. Don't worry. Either that or I'll just have her battle me in Pokemon. I'll be fair to her. I doubt it. I won't do what to her what I did to you that was apparently so bad. That's how I have never played Pokemon ever since. God. I traded both my games in you, and you, I have, You I stay salty. Back. I ain't look back. You stay salty. That's fine. <laughs> for reference, all I did was use Sticky Web. That's it. Whatever. That was it for me. I'm like, oh, well, that's it. Um, let's see. What's my favorites? Go ahead. Um, well, I know Tales of Arise that 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 game gave me so much life. Game is gonna get got. I'm buying that game day one. Like, give me it now. I'm so proud of Tales for stepping up and doing something new and trying something new and pushing the envelope for their visuals. Oh, what about um, Fancy Star Online Two finally coming out? You don't want to go play it? Come on, you gotta go play it. It's free. <sighs> I know we're like what nine years <laughs> removed from its initial release on the Vita. <laughs> was it like nine years or was that like a, a eight years? One year. I really there. hope that this microphone is catching my size. It's catching it. Trust Good. me. Good. It's catching all of it. Good. Oh wait. What? Chris Tales. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that. That looks so good. Oh, ah uh, man, 
I saw that game. I watched that trailer a few times, and it's coming to Switch. Of course yep. it's coming to Switch. Of course it's coming to Switch. Why wouldn't it come to Switch? Look at that game. That's a Switch game. It is. definitely is. I really like the way it looked visually, and of course it's a JRPG-inspired RPG, so it's turn-based. We need more turn-based games, honestly. Yeah, Square Enix. We need more turn-based games, Square Enix. And not to tell people that we don't like turn-based games, Square Enix. People like Octopath Traveler a lot. Square Enix. Square's on my damn Yeah. Ass. And they also like Bravely Default a 1 lot. and 2. A lot. I, I, it's not my I, I will, favorite, but I won't tell people to buy one because that was BS. <laughs> but I will definitely tell people to buy two. I still haven't played part two yet. Part two is great. It's, it's, it's I've a whole, as long as you don't take it seriously, okay. it's a, it's a big ass meme. <laughs> <laughs> and it's out to troll you, but it's a fun troll. Um, was there anything else in E3 that surprised me and made me like, oh my god, my life has changed forever? I think the Final Fantasy VII thing was probably my highlight, aside from everything else, because I just need that game. Like, I'm just so in love with the way it looks, and that them trying to like bridge the gap between um, Active Time Battle and um, what is it? action based fighting is pretty good like i just, I just want it i just want it in my hands I we all do to, michael huh we all do i'm a little scared about how they're gonna retell the story because like they really like really like retelling it from a very different like perspective yeah i and i don't mind them retelling it as long as they don't lose the original messages of the game yeah i feel like they're trying to like go more in depth with certain parts I wish they would put some things from Crisis Core in there because that deserves. I feel like they kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they because need to. playing the original seven, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't play Crisis Core before it, they don't tell you a lot about the things that occurred. None. They... Crisis Core is literally there to fill plot holes. A lot of plot holes. Like. What's with Sephiroth and Soldier in Genova? Yep. What what the hell happened at the Shinra Mansion? Who's this Zack person? Right, who was Zack? Who was so important actually to the whole like mythos of like Final Fantasy VII. What's like, Vincent's deal? Man. You might have to play that one game for that. What Dirty Cerberus? What yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ick. So I'm sorry if that's if that's something you want to know, but that's just something you might have to do. I wonder if they're gonna put anything from like before Crisis in here too. That cell phone game. I don't know, but they have to put at least some kind of cutscenes or something. Or references something. Jeez. Because after you play Crisis Core and you go back to Final Fantasy VII, it kind of feels like everybody's in on the secret except you. Except you <laughs> and the CT for sit there. It just be like, I don't even, I don't even know, man. <laughs> Her and Aerith, Aerith, whatever. Man. She's just sitting there like, man, you remind me of somebody. Who? It doesn't matter. What's, who cares? I'm like, what? I'm t- you're here now. Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. They're going to have to really like fill in those gaps. Hopefully. I mean, they had a whole anime too for, um, Final Fantasy VII whole compilation, so hopefully they just kind of like pieces all together. Had Cloud Stednair retell all of Crisis Core, and Tifa knew the whole time that it wasn't him. She's just like, 
do 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 what the story that's a lot of trauma though attached to that whole like everything that happened to her Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that that was a bad day. A bad day. <laughs> that that was. She a... was just trying to do her little job, and man, <laughs> ooh, what a job it was. That you know, let's let's, let's cut to what's the next thing we're talking about. What a job! But uh, <clears throat> excuse us. Uh, we went through regulation. We'll do that. We'll do three. Who? Which one do I want to tackle first? Um. I want to save that one for last because I feel like it's going to be all me. What? Um, oh, the okay. Pokemon one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to time in just to be done for shits and uh, Randy Pitchford. Your favorite guy. I don't know about that. Your buddy. Your pal. I mean, I don't know if I trust magicians. <laughs> wow. That would explain your whole deal against the Dark Magician, but let's... I have a whole deck based on him, sir. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. Have I not showed you that? Mm-mm. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I, yeah. I, I like have a whole deck of his. Wow. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. But anyway, anyway, off topic as hell. Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford. And what he's been doing this year. Why? Why, man? What are you doing? So what was like his first big offense this year he did? His, his first big offense outside of that incredibly cringy, um, whole thing where he brought some girl on stage to do his like magic tricks or whatever oh god um oh god all this was the weird thing with him pocketing like 12 million dollars or something oh, yeah. based off like a flash drive he left at medieval times <laughs> like dude what who else will get in this kind of trouble and they had like porn and stuff on there yikes Eek. why and would the- you and uh, people were speculating that it was underage porn, but he Ugh. he clarified that it, that they were eighteen, and that some of it wasn't porn because of some of the stuff they were able to do, and it was magic. Now magic that's porn? gross. Magic porn. First of all, that's gross. <laughs> Second of all, why is that just around with you at a medieval times? Three who goes to medieval times. Three who, right? Who goes to medieval times? Shout outs to people who go to medieval times. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, four, why is sensitive documents in the same USB drive as porn? Yeah. You have a multi million dollar franchise in Borderlands. You run one of the most successful companies in the business. Are you telling me you couldn't shell out an extra ten to fifteen dollars for a second flash drive? It costs five bucks at like most you, places now. Medieval Times probably has a souvenir shop with USB drives there. They probably do. And you couldn't be asked <laughs> to go and get another one. You couldn't be bothered. You piece of And then there was the trouble with him. And the, um, voice actor, the original voice actor for Claptrap, cause he didn't come back. He was a former employee and he wanted compensation for, he, he wanted back compensation for his work as Claptrap. Okay. Randy Pritchard said, no, nah, you got paid. <laughs> you got paid to work here and you being Claptrap was basically like, you know. Oh, so what? Side he, project. So he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Cre- a, he was officially credited for doing Claptrap back then. He was credited, but it wasn't like he was paid for it because he was already a, an employee 
And apparently he, he wanted to come on and do the claptrap job. So they paid him as an employee, but not as a voice actor. Oh, so he wanted to get paid twice. Yes. Which he deserved to be because yeah. he doing two different jobs. I mean, if you're doing two different jobs, you get two different paychecks. Why not? Yeah. Randy Pitchford was like, nah, you good, fam. They was like, oh, this is a miscellaneous task. You know, that thing they put on. Right. This is just part of your job description, bro. Right. Miscellaneous task by and ass. And then, and, uh, was it him? Then he talked about how there was like a physical altercation between him and Randy Pitchford out in like a hotel. He got real forceful. There was a couple allegations about him being like violent. Talk to your boy. (laughs) He out here wilding. Whoa. (laughs) He ain't been my boy since Colonial Marines. Like, I don't don't know him. Yikes. Like, we heard that, we heard that name. That game in like a long time. Oh boy, Colonial Marines. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all do. <laughs> okay. And then he, he like, he said something about how there'll be no microtransactions ever or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. but they found cosmetic microtransactions. Now, a normal person would have been like, okay, let me clarify what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He's, he goes off the deep end, calls Game Informer a bunch of hacks. He's, he's just <laughs> like, he, he overreacts. He went off the rails. It, it just gets ugly for him. Why don't you talk to your friend? Why you and not- I think the latest thing he did before he finally calmed down was like he shared a video of a crab pinching a cat and everybody was like bro that's animal abuse what the hell <laughs> what is your deal and yeah randy pitchford your boy your i boy. just i just want borderlands 3 to be good yeah I don't, that's all i want i don't want to talk about him doing weird stuff as a ceo of a multi-billion dollar, probably a multi-billion dollar company at this point. I feel like the reason why he hasn't been in trouble lately is somebody wisely just took his phone away. Like, yeah. I really hope that's the case. I really hope somebody was like, you know Please, what? whoever you are. This, this is a liability. He needs a friend to come and help him. And it's not me. I'm not paid enough. You don't try to be his friend. That's the problem. He doesn't try to pay me. This is a two-way street. <laughs> you can't pay for friendship. Or at least you shouldn't. But you can. Oh my god! What's next? <laughs> if he needs a good friend, I mean, I I charge by the hour. Wow. So. <laughs> ah, while this did not come out this year, it has done so much for us this year. Us or you? Me. <laughs> Fallout seventy six. God, the game just keeps on not giving it anything. Just keeps taking and taking and taking and taking and taking but it so it started off the year i'm just gonna start what they did this year because what they did last year we've spoken of extensively yeah so it starts off that the launch because of the rollover from the new year the launch codes to the nukes one of the big in-game things one of the things you're racing towards in the game they didn't work <laughs> how do you mess that up that they it, that, that I don't know bad coding, that's the name of this game. <laughs> bad coding because they would do things like they would make a patch that would patch in problems they already fixed. Yikes! And break it again. <sighs> they once banned a guy who put somehow put in like nine hundred hours into this game. Banned the guy for having too much ammunition. Wow. Uh, they had a secret little dev room 
and people found it. They raided it. They banned all the accounts that did, which I guess I see why. Well, yeah, you probably won't be getting that stuff. People found duping glitches of some of the most powerful items in the game Ooh. and uh, started selling them on eBay. <laughs> you got to love commerce. So, okay, man, <laughs> respect the hustle. <laughs> Are we doing that? Respect the hustles, no matter what type of hustle it is. Respect the harmless hustles. Ah, harmless, like bathwater. You really just I I I oh you try to dance around it. I'm like I'm not dancing. I'm dancing right in front of it. Like my gears just stopped. Like like the like my whole thought process was like whoa we we got nothing for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, but I couldn't I couldn't resist. That's fine. I hey, I understand. It's okay. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Yes, I am. Um, Todd Howard saying that, um, when it comes to game, he knew this game was going to suck out the door, by the way. Like he knew that out the gate. And he wants to assert the idea that it's not how a game starts. It's how it ends. Oh, stop that. <laughs> Please. And, um, he was also asked about a little something where, um, you could buy things like repair kits to build, you know, help your items out uh-huh. after saying that there would be no pay to win and everything would be strictly cosmetic. Of course, that's a big lie from And, lie uh, from he was like, you know, that's, that's just convenience sake. That's not pay to win. Imagine you have one of the strongest weapons of the game that's only balanced by things like breaking and you can buy repair kits to make sure it never does. Yeah, that's. <sighs> hey, what do I know? Not much. Apparently, we don't know anything about, you know, pay to win scenarios. But hey. That's Fallout 76 for you without, without getting the, the deepest. I mean, they tried to, they had a whole apology video at E3 though. I mean, we should all oh, be thankful. Oh, you're right. We Bethesda. are Bethesda. <laughs> we are all Bethesda. Uh, are you feeling like Bethesda? <laughs> I'm feeling like Bethesda. We are all Bethesda. You guys make Bethesda a, is Legion. We all make the company. If we weren't there, we would have nothing. Yeah, if you all didn't buy our broken games and <laughs> fix them for us, we wouldn't have food to put on our platinum plates. Platinum plates? <laughs> Man, they still riding off Skyrim money. Let's not even joke. I mean, you're not wrong, because <laughs> that game's been poured into everything. Now then, Sekiro. Uh, Remember that game? Ah, uh, yes. And how that game was like the hardest game ever made, apparently? Pretty much. It looks it's like the Dark Souls of video games. Oh, you did not have. We thought we we we, we agreed that we want to make any more Dark Souls of things. You, you agreed. We, I don't remember that. As an industry, as a community, we all decided this. You were included in this. I ain't get the memo. Yeah, I ain't invite me. We did. You just didn't want to come. Y'all should have had bagels or something. Wow. Had some coffee. Had something to do. Yes, he said the Dark Souls of video games. But anywho. It sure did spark some interesting discussion. Yeah, about, about how people should be able to beat this game because it's too hard. Yeah, I mean, if the game is if that's like the way the game is designed, I feel like it just kind of defeats the purpose of playing it. 
and it's not like you were blindsided by the difficulty. The people they told, told you, you it's gonna be hard. They told you out the gate this is gonna be hard in Dark Souls. This is gonna be hard, and you are just gonna have to get good. You gotta just learn how to take. De- you have to embrace death. <laughs> yes, this is the first embrace death game. <laughs> it really is. And um, if you don't embrace it, and you you're just gonna lose. Yeah, you have to just be. You have to be okay with dying because you're gonna die. I just want to leave you all with the idea that Dark Side Phil beat this game. How? Perseverance. It had to be magic. I mean, the man played this game like four hours a day mm. for his uh for his Twitch streams. So if he can do it, anyone can. All of you can do it <laughs> with enough dedication, time, resources. You know what? Nothing about what. Recently, I was re- reading uh, something about the new Persona Five uh, remake. What well, I remake the re-release coming out, and they're like doing tweaks to like the battle system and stuff. Um, what was that? I think the Baton Pass. They're tweaking that, tweaking it like three times now. And by the third time you do it, you get like all your SP and MP back up. That's dumb. I mean, yeah, but you can use it though. It's useful. I'm not. Yikes. I wonder if they're going to take that money exploit out. They probably will. Oh. But it's like, people are like, oh, this game's becoming more casual now. I'm like, no, it's just going to be useful for like, you know, in game bosses or like, you know. Not to mention, the game wasn't that hard to begin with. It really wasn't. I mean, it I, was annoying at best. Yeah. It was like Shimagam. I think some of the things in the game made it hard, like having to like really farm for like SP, um, like up, not upgrades, but uh, replenishing things. Like, yeah, that but made even the game that hard. was like um, alleviated once you got Tay up uh, up enough. Well, yeah, like, but even still, like you really had to like make sure you had SP items to like, yeah. like throughout the whole game like, you couldn't you but I feel not... like that's a persona thing anyway like persona has never been really generous with SP item things yeah but I don't think even 3 or 4 was that harsh I feel like they counterbalanced how harsh they were with it with the fact that you could also get into like safe rooms and things yeah and um, some of this, like, you could restore yourself in safe rooms if you had enough skills to do so like there were ways to mitigate that through um through the ways they gave you like the safe rooms i thought that was kind of like their way of saying all right these palaces are going to get difficult they're going to be long save points for you and that's just going to be that yeah i don't know i just think the idea of like accessibility i don't think that i don't think that because they're like oh this game's becoming more casual i'm like i don't think the baton pass that whole new that whole like rebalancing is a casualizing it i'm pretty sure the game to get the third pass you have to be a pretty far in the game yeah so it's like it's uh because baton pass is something you get through like working with each of your characters so it's not like you're gonna be able to run through the game or something yeah it's just that i hear that a lot when it comes to like but then another thing is that persona isn't shimagami tensei like there's their difficulty levels are way different yeah like this is not called shimagami tensei persona anymore yeah that was like the first game yeah, I don't know. It's just which is hard, actually. I get the whole idea about accessibility in games, but I also get the idea that if a game is hard and it's made to be hard, it should just be hard because that's the way they made it. And it tended right. To be. That right. There are things I understand. Like I understand accessibility when a game is unreasonably difficult, and it's there to like 
and there's nothing there to mitigate it. Yeah. Like a, like Sekiro, right? That game was designed to be difficult because it wanted you to master the mechanics. Yeah. And it was very possible to do so. Or even uh Crash Team Racing. People are like, this is really hard. It's a really hard game. And it's not more difficult than I remember it being. All that game asks you to do is learn your items and learn how to use its boost mechanic. Mm. Like drifting is essential to win that game. If you can do that, you can beat the races. Mm. So there are tools in these games that allow you to, ex- you know, excel it though. But there are, them right. Now there are some games that are like, difficult or grindy or anything like that just for the sake of it just look at many of the triple a games yeah hell, look at hell, look at at uh ubisoft games they're like that they really are i'm just in the middle when it comes to like games being too casual or games that's too hard i just feel like they're games for everybody right and not every single game has to be for every single person. Exactly. Like, I know Sekiro is way, way outside my, my abilities. I'll watch somebody play it. I'm not going to sit there and like try to like play that game. I know it's not for me. I will probably attempt the game because I do like difficult games and Sekiro's aesthetic is way up my alley. Yeah, exactly. It's gorgeous. I love that aesthetic. Like the whole fewer Japan shit is really pretty good. So, so, you know, it's definitely up my alley and. There are some games that aren't for me, and that's okay. The fact that everybody's like, oh, this game isn't for me, but I want it to be. Well, you either play by the game's rules or you play something different. Exactly. I feel like people just feel so entitled to stuff now. And that's the entire point of a Let's Play, too. Like, you can watch this game if you want to see how it like starts and ends. Yeah. There are options, and I just feel like people don't want to take those options. Well, they feel like they're the gamer. They feel like they should be catered to at all times. So that means this game needs to cater to me and my abilities, even though I don't have much. So, eh, wrong. Yeah. Now, the last big story. This is uh, mostly me here, because I'm sure Michael really has no stake in this. I mean, I've t- seen both sides of the argument all week long. So, and this I'm is pretty the, well versed in the Pokemon discussion. Yes. About having no national decks. Yeah. Now, I am of the opinion that so what? <laughs> I love how you we, like minimize it. So just so <laughs> because we have been here before to people who remember Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. That game was great. That game had the same circumstances. We were fine. The game were was you still fine good. though? Yes. Were you? Yes, we you were. Sure. Yes, we were. Do you I'm have revisionist sure. syndrome? Just hmm? like a revisionist history you're trying nah, to do. I'm good. I I remember that game being pretty good. Hmm. I remember clock like maxing out the clock on my uh, Pokemon Sapphire. Hmm. I don't know, man. I think you're just thinking do your roll color glasses, not seeing the bigger picture here for everybody else. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to all you Maractus mains. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of you who have it's hoot lantern, hoot, okay? Who, who have hoot hoot as your favorite Pokemon? <laughs> that hoot hoot again. Look, hoot hoot is the cornerstone <laughs> of my argument. All right. Um, I'm sorry to all of you who thought that Mothem was a good Pokemon. Wow. Um, what about Sock? Sock is there. He, I mean, he's there. So what's the other one's name? I forgot throw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I, I, I don't know. He probably is there. Sock is there. 
Uh, I'm sorry for all of you who may be looking for Conkelder. He's probably there. I could keep going on about Pokemon that you probably either. Well, I can't say Conkelder. He was actually pretty relevant. But there are tons of Pokemon that you think you remember. But it's like, do you really? Did you really have them in your team? But they had them in their heart. Did, did they? Yes. That's what matters the most. I want you to find me one person. <laughs> one person. So you go doing like that whole prove stuff to you thing. Who, who, who says something you like, you know who's my favorite Pokemon? Burmy. <laughs> I want to, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do, right? Michael. Uh huh. I'm going to name some Pokemon and you tell me if you can even visualize what they look like. <laughs> This is wrong. You know my Pokemon. Hey man, so that, I I am just throwing a game out there. You like games? You like throwing them out there? Uh-huh. What? This is what this is about. This this is. You want to do this? I mean, I'm not. I'm good. Look, I know you know I'm not like well versed in like Pokemon past. Like what Gen Gen Four? All right. All right. So. Oh no, that's fine. All right, so we're not even going to, I'm not even going to, like, do the first 150. That's not fair, because we all remember the 150. Well, yeah. we I, I won't even do the gold and silver, because they were also pretty iconic. I mean, that's where hoo-hoo came from. <laughs> um, let's see. Should we do some Generation 3 ones? Let's do some Generation 3 ones. Oh, I'm going to say some names. You tell me if you can uh, visualize what they look like, okay? Okay. All right, Masquerade. Ooh, no. Okay, okay, okay. Illa Muse. <laughs> Definitely no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh Clay Doll. No. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, alright. So we're 0 for 3 right now. <laughs> I think you've made your points so uh, right. Oh, we're making two more. We're, we're getting two more at least. Oh, God. Uh Cherum. Mm, no. Okay, we're gonna want one more. One more. Okay. Are, are you, you alright there? This is so, this is just not the right way to do things. Uh, Basculin. I feel like I should know how the thing looks, but I don't remember how it looks. Can you at least tell me what animal you think it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> alright, that's all I wanted. <laughs> did you get what you wanted? I did. Oh, God. Okay. And I could run this same test. <laughs> on a good chunk of the fan base who are who are like I can't bring over my Pokemon all of them okay question how yes. many Pokemon are there right now right now like in before um, Sword and Shield comes out oh lord what about um, 900 or something now Let's see. We are currently at 809. So you want them to animate 809 Pokemon for this game? The people And, and there this. are some Pokemon here that we can just leave behind. I'm sorry. Like 809 Pokemon. Like we can animated. leave some of these Ultra Beasts behind that they brought from the other game. Who out here gonna, who, who's gonna miss Stack Attacker? <laughs> That's a thing? Yes. <laughs> That's like a cheeseburger, like. Or okay. let's see, let, let's see some other Guzzlord. That sounds disgusting. It looks disgusting. 
I feel like the only Ultra Beast I'm going to miss is Buzzwall. That's because of the anime. I think that it's okay to, like, leave old Pokemon behind because they have to move on at some point. Like, they just can't keep bringing every Pokemon to every new game. And they even said that some of these Pokemon, they're going to come back in the future iterations. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be the generation where they test out the new hardware. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be perfect. I feel like whenever they come out with a generation like that, the, that game is just not perfect. Yeah. Um, for example, Ruby and Sapphire, I love them. They were not perfect at all. What? They were not the greatest. Okay. What? I don't know what you're talking about. They were perfect. I mean, 7.8, too much water. Um, clearly the best review ever. Let's see. Generation four, when they came with Diamond and Pearl. Not at all perfect. Looked good. Story sucked. And some of those Pokemon were questionable. I think that people have, I mean, cause if they have to put all a hundred and, you know, all 809 Pokemon in this new one, that game would take like a billion years to come out. Like, and I feel like people are willing to wait. I think if you want all the Pokemon, then they would have to wait. Yeah. And while we're willing to make that compromise, they clearly are not. Nah, they're not. That's and Pokemon and you know what? I, I, I have to kind of retract my statement about them messing with new hardware because they've already made a Pokemon game for the Switch. Yeah. So I guess I can't even give them that kind of leeway, which will, it, I'll be fair and say that, you know, they've had their chance to try it. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't mind them cutting a few Pokemon. Cutting and, or like finger snapping like, like Thanos. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think I can live without such Pokemon as Slurpuff or Clawitzer <laughs> or Pyroar. Whoa, I know Pyroar. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wow. Out of the eight Pokemon I've said thus far, that's the one you remember. Yes. <laughs> So we got one out of eight. My mistake. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I'm just tired of hearing about this talk. I mean, to be honest, I'm so tired of people discussing this all week long. And we don't even know how many they're going to cut. Yeah. They could cut just like a hundred. Which would be fine. If all they cut were some of the past legendaries, right? If they were like, right, we're just not going to bring over any other legendaries. That would be fine. Yeah. Sure, I'll miss Darkrai, but that's fine. And I feel like if, as I say with many games, with many iterations, if you miss the old stuff, play the old games. No, I want the old stuff in my new stuff. What are you talking about? Not to mention, for y'all talking about competitive battling, there is literally a website dedicated to that very thing. That you can go on right now, play right now, enjoy right now, and not spend the 60 bucks to do the thing you want to do. Well, I guess that's that on that because, yeah, I just think that this is just, it's a, it's a, it's a growing pain for the new, the new console, pretty much. They have to go through this process. Yeah. This, this is going to happen. Boohoo. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about our, last part of this which is our favorite games this year yeah 
Yeah, this will be the last part. I'm, 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 because I feel like we've gone on for a while now. We have talked quite a bit, but you know, they like to hear us talk. They so. do. So we will, we will do that and we'll talk about bad games at the end of the year. Yeah. So you want to go first? You want to go first? Um, I can go first. Mine's going to be really quick. Right. Um, so my favorites of this year so far, um, I really liked DOA 6 despite its shortcomings. As far as like matchmaking and the online and some of the ways you have to get costumes were kind of questionable at first, but they fixed all that. So that's kind of nice. I mean, now the mechanics are a little bit more different now. So I have to get back into the planet because they changed the whole like meter system. So okay, you got it takes a meter now to sidestep, but I don't understand why. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out that. Ew, very ill. Overall, like I'm, I'm overall, I liked it a lot. I did enjoy the new stuff they did bring to the table. So. The good, I wait the bad for that game. As long as that's what happened, man. Oh, let's see. The Power Ranger game. Oh, God. That game I hated at first. <laughs> like, I was like, this game is stupid. And now since it's gotten so many like updates and stuff and more characters to add to it, oh, it's so much fun now. I have not reached that point with it yet, but I do think it's in a better place. It's in a such, it's in a great place right now. I had to try, um, the Gold Ranger. I haven't tried him yet. Oh, you got the season pass? Yeah, I just bought it. All right. But the um, PS4 version had an issue day one of the season pass, so it didn't work at first. Oh. So I haven't tried it yet. Hopefully by now I got fixed so I could just play Gold Ranger because it I looks mean, cool. Just, just give it a try now, you know? I am. And well, when we're courses. done, you can, you can totally give it a try. Yeah. Um, And I think Super Neptunia RP might be my like most favorite this year so far. Even though Anthony has so much, <laughs> that game just trolls everything that Anthony loves. Like they call Pokemon Pokemon, and he was not here for that. They had Airman bootlegs. <laughs> they just did so much. They took a lot of the Anthony loves and cherishes, and just like kind of like shit on it. <laughs> so he has reservations about this game. I personally, well, maybe because they didn't even attack that love yet. Part why. But shout out to Artisan Studios because you guys are obviously like some 2D retro like game files because you guys loved old games. Y'all didn't even have to bring Airman into this. <laughs> he was watching me play earlier. He just all of a sudden had to fight Airman. Like, it was just, it was so out of Wind blue. Man though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're probably fans of Mega Man, obviously. Wind Man. <laughs> but. Even though this game has its has its issues, I still am so invested in playing it. Maybe because of the the cast and the voice acting, I like a lot. Like I love Neptune and how ridiculous she is. She's just so dumb, like of a character. Like it's almost endearing in a way. I don't know. They have really good chemistry. I think they have one of the best chemistries as far as like a cast I've I've heard in the game. Probably they've been doing this for like for almost ten years now. So sounds way genuine, but. That's my so far. Oh, I should th- you know I should throw it in there too. Um, Bloodstained is really good. It's really good. Like Bloodstained is so good. Like Bloodstained. I was. I, ooh man, my initial play of the game was not good. Yeah, you had because I played it on the Switch first, yikes. and that was that was not good. But we got the PS4 version. But we got the P- man. It changed everything. Total one eighty. <sighs> Looks good. Plays good. I like the story. It's so. It's so. Just so. Castlevania. Oh yeah, it's super Castlevania. Like they just they said, "Fuck it, we gonna do it." Humans suck. <laughs> Climb my castle and prove me wrong. Pretty much. 
that's the story. Yeah. That, there you go. So yeah, those are my games I love so far this year. I'm looking forward to the next half of this year, honestly. There's just so much. This next out. half is gonna be crazy. So lit. And our wallets will be crying. Yeah. But it's okay. Cause our hearts will be full. Alright, so what's yours? Alright, so Favorite. first of all, Guy Year Three. Okay. Cause while I'm not the biggest fan of uh Monster Hunter, I there are so many Monster Hunter clones I enjoy. Too many. And this one I enjoy because giant monster eating sword. I don't think I really need to explain much beyond giant monster eating sword. However, I also enjoy that I don't have to do as much gathering as I would have. Because a lot of the stuff in Monster Hunter that I don't like it's downtime where I have to gather this and hunt down this this enemy over and over again for that. Yes. And while that's here, here still here. I, I just enjoy this game so much more. I like its aesthetic more. It's so edgy. Yeah, it's, it's so anime. Alley. It's it's for me. <laughs> it's for me. I don't have to have a team of people like a Monster Hunter War. I don't do well in teams. I don't. I think we've gotten that though. Yeah. I've also been enjoying the Division too. Now I did like the demo, and recently GameStop was like, "You want this game for twenty bucks?" <laughs> Yeah, and sale. I said, uh, yeah, that's the perfect price. They was like, run us that money. Like, <laughs> like if I didn't like it, that's only 20 bucks gone. Yeah. I wasn't dropping 60 on it. I'm sorry, but 20, give me that game. And I have not regretted it. The things you can do in that game are, is absurd. The things you could do in that game is pretty, the builds you could make, like just, I, I, I'm a sucker for games where I can build a custom shooter of some sort. If I can make a build of like abilities, guns, all that, I, I love that. And the multiplayer isn't mandatory. I don't have to be a part of a team. I don't have to do any of that crap. Like I play through the story and yeah, I'll probably play with some people, you know, get some XP and, you know, get the most out of this game. But it's an incredibly enjoyable game, even though it's an Ubisoft title. And we try, we try not to fuck with them, but sometimes they make good games and they can't help it. So here we are. I, mean, I would play Rainbow Six Siege if it didn't have the mandatory multiplayer, but whatever. And for my last slot, I, I debated Mortal Kombat 11 and Crash Team Racing, but I had to think which one brought me more joy. And while I like, I really like Mortal Kombat 11, I hate the crypt. The crypt is terrible. It, it's everything wrong with loot boxes without any of the benefits. Cause you can't even use real money. I'm at the point. Where I am actually like, come on, man. Just give me the thing that says I can unlock everything in the crypt. Cause the crypt is awful. And that's how you get all your stuff. I've gotten a lot of stuff through exploits, honestly, like that. I have. And I'm not ashamed of it because if they didn't want me to do it, it wouldn't be there. But when it comes to the gameplay and the customization after that, it's amazing. It's great. Even the online is pretty good when it, when it works. But the game that sparked more joy was Crash Team Racing. A game from my childhood. 
a game that I have loved and adored. I played that game a lot more than I've ever played any other Mario Kart. I spent an obscene amount of time in that game, perfecting my drift, memorizing the layouts, doing all the crazy stuff, learning all the shortcuts, perfecting how to get to them because some of those shortcuts are hard but necessary. I spent a lot of time. You know what? Some of that translates over pretty well to these new tracks. I mean, yeah, a, l- a little bit of timing is a little off, but I mean, it's nothing substantial. Some of my, some of my tricks still stand. And that's good. But now they have all these new tracks from like the other game that I didn't play and the other characters from the game that I didn't play. So those are fun. But yeah, I, I enjoy Crash Team Racing a lot more than I do Mortal Kombat. Oh, well, maybe not a lot more because Mortal Kombat is, it's still a good game to me. It's just, oh, the crypt. Oh, the crypt. So yeah, Nether Realm. How about you fix that crypt? Because I, I have some intros I need. I need to see Sub Zero crushing a nice skull. I need that. Huh. Well, now that I've been allowed to have that little tangent, I think to wrap up this little episode, cause this, wow, we have been at this for a while, but that's okay. You guys like us. We're pretty cool. Um, so that's the first half of the year. It's been a ride. And I think that, uh, <laughs> it's a sign of times to come. I think the government's going to get really nosy into gaming now. I think that we've got some times ahead of us as far as gamers go, but I think it's going to be for the best. I don't like the idea of the government having to step in and tell these developers and publishers, Hey, you guys have gone too far and we need to do this, that, and the third. I don't like that because if it starts there, of course we have to wonder where does it end? You, you give them an inch, they're going to try and take a mile. And I don't like that. I don't like that we are in an industry where things like that have to happen in order to fix it. I would much rather that it fix itself, but we're in this position where the game industry doesn't want to fix itself. It knows what the problem is and it just wants to fight it. It just wants to persevere through its own avarice and greed, which is really unfortunate. Because I, I really just want to be able to talk about games in a light where the, the, I can, I can just keep speaking good things about the games that come out. I don't want to keep on laughing. I, oh, okay. I kind of do, but I don't want to have these constant stories of EA did this. EA did that. Ubisoft did this. Activision did that. And we just keep on getting in this negative loop of a medium that we all love. Personally, that's why I've gone to indie games because they don't have those issues as bad. Yeah, they have controversies of their own, but it's rarely, it's rarely as bad as the AAA market. The AAA market has exhausted me. However, the AAA market still has some fight left in it. It still has some people in there that are doing good things, great things even. And I really hope that in the second half of the year, I can focus on those good things. Nintendo clearly is coming out with some big hits. 
They're going to come with Astro Chain. They're going to come with Fire Emblem. They just came out with Mario Maker, which people have been loving. They love that game. And for good reason, it's a pretty good game. I've seen some levels being made, and the creativity behind a lot of them is amazing. So it's not for no reason, you know. But Nintendo's going to be coming up with some good stuff. Uh, Microsoft. Sony's going to be coming out with Trails of Cold Steel for Michael, Borderlands for me, and a few other games. So I'm optimistic. Unusually optimistic, but who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what the next surprise mechanics thing is going to be? Sorry for going off on a little positivity tangent. It's very unlike me. I mean, we needed it. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of positivity this year. Yeah. It's been rough, but I think good times are going to be coming ahead. We have so much to look forward to. We do. So. So here's the hoping. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to our mid-year review. Hopefully you enjoy this. It's quite a lot. We got a lot to say. Um, yeah. Um, tune in next time for our next episode. And yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep. Let me see your phone. Huh? Look here, I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat mama. <laughs> okay, ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10 22 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required.